Welcome to the On The Green Podcast, where we'll give you the latest news and events from the world of golf and spotlight golf courses from around Northeast Florida and the First Coast. We'll take you inside the ropes with interviews, strategies for playing the courses, and get a tip from the head professional. Each show will also feature an interview with a prominent golf insider. They'll share firsthand stories and insights you won't hear anywhere else. Now, here's your host of On The Green, Tim Eiley. Hello, and welcome to another edition of On The Green Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Eiley. We're coming to you from Studio Podcast Suites here in Jacksonville, Florida. You can find this podcast on your favorite podcast platform or check us out on our website, onthegreenconsulting.com. There you can also find my monthly blog, which I hope you'll enjoy. Now, today is the second installment in the Countdown to Players series. As we inch closer, ever so closer, to the 47th playing of the Players Championship. So welcome to the 20th edition of On the Green Podcast. Now, if you'll recall, last week we had Jared Rice on the show. He's the executive director of the Players Championship. And today we welcome Todd Tatarek, who is the senior director of tournament operations for the Players Championship. Todd and his team are responsible for just about every aspect of the tournament outside the ropes. So he's here to give us insights on what it takes to put on a professional golf tournament. And not any professional golf tournament, but probably the PGA Tour's largest, the Players Championship. So Todd, welcome to On the Green Podcast. Hey Tim, I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. It's great to talk to you. Um, you know, I haven't seen you in a little while, but uh, you know, my days at the PGA Tour, we're used to run into each other a lot, and I, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It has been a while. And I mean, shoot, we've known each other for a long time now. I'm thinking back to the days up in Savannah, uh, <laughs> probably back in 2002, three. That's right. Four era, right? You're yeah, exactly we right. Leading up that event. And That's right. I was with another company at that time, but yeah, working with the tour as well. So yeah, it's great to talk to you. That was a lot of fun. So, you know, sometimes I really don't think the majority of our listeners or anybody for that matter, really realize that heading up operations of this one tournament is a full-time job. Yeah, you definitely hear that a lot, and, and it definitely is a full-time job, you know, especially with a big event like the players. Um, you know, my focus is, you know, majority on, on the players year-round, and, you know, as well as a lot of other staffers that we have here. Um, you know, it's a year-round event, um, you know, working on it year-round, and it's definitely a, um, a really, you know, big task to tackle to, you know, put on a put on an event of this size for sure. Well, you had a little hiccup last year with, uh, you know, got one round in and unfortunately <laughs> it had to cancel and things. But I'm assuming that uh, the planning for 2021 really started absolutely immediately uh, after the 2020 event was called. Yeah, especially when you, that's a, that's a pretty big hiccup, you know, definitely obviously, uh, with COVID-19 coming in, uh, canceled the tournament after Thursday. That was a, a wild 48 hours trying to decide, you know, one way or another what we were going to do there. But, um, yeah, as far as planning for, for the event, it's, it's more than a year out that we do the planning. Um, you know, we usually want to have a good game plan in place before the, you know, current year's event takes place because you just want to be talking to to clients and people that are out here and you know hopefully they're they're 
having a great experience and looking forward to the next year. So being able to talk about, you know, what's next and what's up and coming. And, um, that's always, you know, a fun task and always, uh, a necessary task at the same time. Absolutely. And so here we are, we're, you know, about three weeks out from the start of the 47th players championship. So how are things coming together for this year's tournament? Definitely things are cranking up. Um, you know, it kind of gets to that time of year where, you know, more and more vendors are showing up and, and things are, things are well underway, obviously, with just being a few weeks out. So it's kind of the, the sprint towards the end of the race here where, um, you know, everyone's starting to come, come on site and, you know, kind of do their, do their jobs to get things finished. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's upon us and this is kind of the exciting part of the year where, um, you know, you just, that all your planning kind of comes together at this point and, uh, hopefully in a very detailed fashion. Absolutely. And, and how many people are, you know, on your team, on the operations team? Uh, we have two to three, depending on, on the year and what's going on. Obviously with COVID year, we're, we're a little bit different and dialed back from our, from our, uh, you know, previous years, but, um, you know, full time, we have two to three, um, working on the event from the operations side. And then once we get closer to the tournament time, we bring in extra support, um, you know, for the two, three weeks around surrounding the tournament. So that's always helpful where we have other, you know, tournament managers, um, that work some of our other PGA tour events come in and, and help support the event. So that's always a, helpful to have that that team capability absolutely absolutely and so we're here to talk about operations so um let's let's first talk about some of the aspects that happen off the golf course um things like transportation parking television kind of give give our listener kind of an idea of what it takes to to get things ready outside the ropes yeah a lot of times when you think of operations it's more of you know the things you might see on site but it's it, like you said, it definitely starts outside the ropes and outside the property per se. So, you know, we're, we're dealing with a lot of traffic management with the local county, you know, the, the FHPs of the world and, um, you know, St. John's Sheriff's office. Uh, we get involved in a little bit of everything. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a big step where we're, you know, we have a traffic management company that, you know, they're a national traffic management company that, that do large events across the country and even world. So, um, that's a very important part of the, of the process to make sure that, you know, people are safe or communicating how to get here. And, um, you know, being at this location, it's, it's unique. There's only, you know, so many, so many roads in and out of this place where it's not, you know, highways everywhere. It gets, you know, as you get closer, it definitely, uh, becomes, you know, a little bit tighter of, of roadways and ways in and out of here. So over the years, we've, you know, tweaked it here and there and, and do it every year. You just make small tweaks to make things better. So, um, you know, it's shuttling people from multiple lots through, you know, in the area just because you have a lot of working staff that's behind the scenes and, and, you know, not everyone can park on site in a normal year. So we right. have, you know, multiple lots throughout throughout the area that we have to shuttle people in um you know it's just a it's just you know it it adds up that's for sure and you, you know you're dealing with international television folks <laughs> television compounds you know i've always yeah. been been mesmerized by how you all handle parking because 
there's a lot of doggone cars that uh, that park you know <laughs> park around site, and you guys somehow get them in, get them out, and get everybody through the gates. Yeah, and those that know this tournament, I mean, there's there's definitely can be a wait. Like I said, there's so many roads in and out of here, but um, it is it is a lot of cars. Um, we're fortunate at this location to have a lot of parking on the back of our property, but it, it's still not enough. You know, we always rely on ride share and you know um, floor more in a car that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, this year being a little bit unique, you know, ride share is not being used as much and, you know, people are piling in cars right now. So, you know, dialing back and, and looking at a, a slowing back uh, players is what 21 is going to look like. But yeah, in a normal year, it's uh, it's definitely a process to, you know, get people on site and get people on site safely. So here you are, you're getting people from, you know, wherever they're coming from, you're getting them on site and people get on site, and of course, the first thing they notice is all the the large tent structures and and things that are built all around the golf course. You know that are the hospitality venues and concession tents and things like that. What kind of an undertaking is that? Yeah, that's definitely you know a huge undertaking to put it put it bluntly. Um, you know, especially here, uh, it's a it's a very big, robust build out. Um, and I think some people think, no, oh, you know, when they get on site, it's like these build, these tents are pretty cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is a process that, uh, you know, that we do double deckers, triple deckers, some venues, you know, it, it, it becomes pretty, uh, pretty massive to, you know, deal with how many vendors that get involved with, with the build out process and just, you know, all the ins and outs that goes with it. But, you know, it's not only just, you know, looking at the tents and you kind of take it to the next level and, you know, the build outs with inside the tent, you know, there's, there's multiple vendors that, that are involved, you know, I kind of, you know, looking at it as building a small city when you Mm -hmm. start looking at it, you know, just across the whole property, you know, there's a lot of temporary structures out here and and a lot of temporary infrastructure per se. So, um, you know, it goes to, you know, when we say hospitality, we, we do a big build out for hospitality clients. Um, you know, most of it here is 16, 17, 18. That's kind of where you know, a lot of people like to see the finishing holes. So we have a you know robust build out there. And like I said, double deckers and we do different interiors for different clients. You know, it's kind of all about, you know, the wants and needs and sponsors have certain things. So, um, yeah, it, it becomes a multi-level and, and multi-facet basically and you mentioned concession tents that's kind of outside our hospitality tent but you know that's that's kind of the next step to where you know you have all these people on, on site and you know you, you want to be able to, to feed these people you know the, the food and beverage is a big part of the experience and I think we've done a good job of of bringing in kind of third-party vendors to where you know it, it brings a local floor flair to the uh, the tournament you know popular uh, restaurants of the area that we come in, we, you know, we have a general concessionaire that, you know, if you want your hamburger or hot dog, but then, you know, obviously we bring in those third party vendors too, that it just gives a little bit more. And, you know, I think people enjoy having a variety of different types of food out here. So I think that's worked well over the years and, you know, we've had good relationships with local restaurants. I feel like, you know, they like to be out here and experience and, and be seen and, um, that was a you know a nice addition that we've been doing you know past five years or so. Well, it, it's obviously grown. I mean, we've seen you know in my twenty five years around the Players Championship and seen it grow to 
you know, the trucks on 10 and tacos on 12 and wine and dine on nine and yeah. all the things that you, you all do to give those people, you know, a really a full experience out there. What, you know, cause most of the people that are on site are not up in the hospitality tents and you want them to have a, uh, exactly. a good experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we, we strive to do. It's not just, you know, we don't want to make it all about just the hospitality clients that are on site. You know, I mean, it's definitely a, an elevated experience for them, but at the same time, we provide a lot of uh, amenities just for the regular grounds holders that are, you know, out here to watch golf and, and walk around the property. Like you mentioned, you know, we have, you know, permanent build out areas, pavered areas, and you know, kind of a picnic type areas around the course. Um, that we bring in these third party restaurants as, as more of an upgraded food experience. And, and like you said, the wine and dines and, um, trucks on 10 and taste the jacks mm-hmm. and, you know, even the beer garden out there behind 16, you know, it's just, just upgraded areas that give that, that experience to where it's not, you know, back in the day, it was like, all right, we'll go out, watch some golf and then let's go, you know, find somewhere to eat, you know, off site. Mm-hmm. Right now, I mean, they can, they can stick around, watch more golf and, and grab something really good to eat and, and some good drinks on, on course. So absolutely, I think it's worked well for all. And you mentioned, you know, you mentioned vendors doing the build out. I know there's a lot of vendors on site, but uh, how long does it take them to set, you know, set the course up with, with all the different uh, venues out there? Yeah, yeah, definitely plenty, plenty of vendors out here. Um, you know, in a normal year, we, we really start our build out in October for our March event. So wow. it's a good full four months of a, you know, hospitality build out. You know, we have our, our first vendor come on site that handles all of our, all of the flooring and, and tent structures. So they're the first ones on site, um, to really start, you know, that process. And then it's really, you know, everyone kind of fills in starting in January with the interiors, the power, the HVAC, you know, electrical, all that kind of stuff that, that just, you know, you line up and, and, uh, make sure everyone's in sync. It's kind of like, you know, building a house, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it in, a, in, in a process where it, it makes sense for everyone. So they're not all, you know, on top of each other and, causing a mess. So it definitely uh, takes a lot of coordination. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Building a house. I like that analogy. Uh, yeah. You got, <laughs> you got to build the foundation, then you got to put in the plumbing and electric and yeah, exactly. A exactly. lot of people working, exactly. working for a common goal. And, you know, once everything's built and, you know, people are, are getting ready to come out to the tournament, you know, you have a volunteer force, um, people that give their time, you know, tirelessly really to help bring the event mm-hmm. to fruition. How important are the volunteers to the operation of a professional golf tournament? I mean, they're, they're top of the list. I mean, we couldn't do it without them, obviously, um, you know, having over 2000 volunteers at this tournament um, that, that help us out. And, you know, it's all about the charity in the end and being able to utilize volunteers and, you know, the passion that these volunteers have to really work in, in all kinds of different levels of the tournament. Um, you, you can't do it without them and, and be able to give back to charity like we do. You know, if we had to pay for all the labor that, that goes into it, that just, you know, the, the concept just wouldn't work. We wouldn't be able to 
you know, pay all the bills and, and give, give the charity in the end. So, I mean, that's, that's the lifeblood is, is the volunteer force of, of our tournament for sure. And they do a great job every, every single year. I, and just like you said, I can't imagine if you had to pay, you know, 2000 people to, you know, each of them putting in probably averaging 40 hours <laughs> during the week. I would, oh, uh, least, yeah, there would yeah. be nothing left. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not even just tournament week that these volunteers um, put their time in. It's even, you know, there's, there's groups that, that start in January out here on Saturdays with us that just come out, you know, facilities group and they're out here helping us, you know, pink picnic tables and, you know, they do the whole, the whole shooting that. So it's, it's super helpful to have, have a volunteer force. And there's a lot of history here too with volunteers. You know, there's uh, a lot of, you know, pride, Right. As well, that goes along with volunteering year after year and a lot of camaraderie. You know, these, you know, it's just, it's a good time too. Like it's a lot of different personalities that you deal with, but it's, it's a really good time at the same time. And do you have any positions that are, that still need to be filled? Or are you pretty much set with your volunteer force? Yeah, I think we're pretty much set. I mean, there's some, you know, shifts here and there, but for the most part, um, yeah, we're pretty close to having everything full and, and ready to go. Okay. All right. So if somebody wanted to check it out, they'd just go to theplayers.com and they could maybe get some information if somebody was really, really excited about trying to help yeah. out. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely still some shifts left. So, okay. yeah, feel free to look into it. That'd be great. Wonderful. Now, I know uh, the tour has done a fantastic job with the COVID protocols. Um, I think they've been the best in sports, at least. Um, so how much of that that process falls under your purview. Yeah, it definitely, um, we have a big part in it. Um, you know, our, our tour tournament business affairs has, has done a great job. Like you said, um, coming up with a game plan through all of our tour events and, you know, it, the implementation comes down to, um, you know, the operations team and tournament services. We work very you know, closely hand in hand, basically together, um, at the tournament, you know, the, and, and he, you know, definitely, like you said, hats off to them and, and the plans and just policies and procedures we've come up with and, you know, the signage and, and just, um, you know, every, you know, as soon as you step, step foot on, on the property, just the way that, you know, sanitization is done, you'll see sanitizers everywhere. Um, you know, social distancing is, is key, you know, masks are required, um, so it, a lot of thoughts gone into it and just even the way that, you know, we're building our hospitality out here, um, you know, keeping that in mind where it's, you know, everything's more private. We're not doing the shared hospitality where, you know, people are piling in a, in an area within, within the structures that, you know, it's, it's spaced out, you know, we're, we're keeping everything social distance, you know, the F and B side of things. Um, you know, with plexiglass and servers and, you know, just making sure everything's sanitized, the cleaning, you know, procedures that we have in place or, you know, making sure that, you know, everything's being sanitized from A to Z. So, yeah, definitely um, that's become our world over, you know, the past 11 months or so. And, you know, that's just a a part of what what is needed and and expected. So, um, you know, they've done a great job of setting that that example and and what we need to do so absolutely really good 
And so, you know, as it was uh, just announced uh, recently, you're going to have spectators out on the golf course. It's going to be 20% capacity, which is still, you know, quite a few people. And of course, you'll have, you know, some of your corporate hospitality folks and and things like that. So there's going to be a lot of people around the different venues and things. So I understand that you enlist a company that comes in and cleans all the venues, you know, each day just to keep them. Is it, is it all day? Is it at the end of the day, the beginning of the day? Yeah. Or is it all yeah, everything in between? Basically everything in between. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's morning, night and throughout the day, you know, that's, that's one thing that, that is very important to us is making sure that everything's clean and sanitized, you know, high touch points and, you know, especially the hospitality areas, um, you know, bringing in the electrostatic foggers that at night to really sanitize all areas that, that have been utilized throughout the day. But yeah, even, even throughout the day, just having porters wiping things down and, and keeping things sanitized is, you know, important to us and I'm sure important to everyone that's coming out here as well. Yeah, yep, and I'm sure that's something that will continue probably in perpetuity at this point because we don't know, you know, what this virus yeah. is actually going to do, and we got to keep people safe moving yeah. forward. Yeah, it's wild to think that you know, canceling our tournament on Thursday last year that that we're still uh, dealing with this. You know, who who would have thought that we're still kind of under this pandemic and and you know kind of change the way we do things that's for sure exactly so i'm sure people if if they you know didn't already know they i know people can really appreciate now after talking to you all that goes into producing a professional golf tournament's just not you know snap your fingers and there it is it takes a lot of people uh to to make any event go but especially an event of this magnitude yeah it definitely does i mean that's you know, hopefully I gave you a little snippet and it was just a little snippet of, of what goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, it, it, it definitely takes a, takes a, a lot to goes into it. And, you know, we were talking vendors before. I think we have, you know, over a hundred vendors that we deal with that, that put on this event. So, um, you know, and it is a year long job and we're basically building something out here six months out of the year. You know, you got a good four months of, of putting it up and another couple months of taking it down and you know getting ready for the next year. So there's not much downtime when you when you kind of take a look at everything. So. Exactly, exactly. Well, listen, Todd, thank you for taking our audience inside the ropes for a look at tournament operations. I really appreciate your time, and I know we all wish you and your team the best of luck. No, I really appreciate appreciate the time as well, Tim. And uh, you know those that are coming out this year, look forward to having you out here. In a safe environment, and let's get ready for some golf. Exactly. We've been talking with Senior Director of Tournament Operations at the Players' Championship, Todd Tatarek. We'll be right back. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. I appreciate you listening and hope you'll let all of your friends and colleagues know about the show as well. And I hope you enjoyed the second installment of Countdown to the Players. I'd like to thank my guest, Todd Tatarek, Senior Director of Tournament Operations at the Players' Championship. Now, next week, we'll spend some time with TPC Sawgrass General Manager, Derek Sprague, who will share his insights into what it takes to host the flagship event on the PGA Tour. Again, you can find On the Green Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or on our website, onthegreenconsulting.com. And if you have ideas for future shows, please send me an email 
tim at onthegreenconsulting.com. I'm your host, Tim Eiley, and until next time, try to keep it in the short grass.